if you're coming into the industry and, and, and you think you're having troubles or you think you get a lot of no's or yeah. you get a lot of, yeah. you know, people pushing back or giving you smack about it, yeah. forget all of them, do your thing, figure out why you're doing this, figure out why you started this, figure yes. out what makes you happy by doing this and keep doing it. Do it for free, do it for cheap, do it for, yes. you know, live in a smaller house. Yes. At some point you'll grow, 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 grow. Right. And then all those people that said no, they can't come around you anymore and they'll all invite you and, and, and bring you in and ask you for your help. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the so. same thing I had in my mind all the time, every time. Every time I got a no, it's okay, just you wait. You're listening to The Makeup Podcast, a truly global portrait of the art of life. The deal is this, the people who are listening to this don't know anything about you, they don't know where you're from, okay. and they don't know what you do. There you go. Okay, <laughs> so you don't have to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to look at it. No, I'm just thinking down here. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you don't have to look at it. <laughs> there you go. Because, you know, it's like when you go to the dentist and you see them coming over with the tools, you start to vibe. It's like, <laughs> if you close your eyes, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's slightly nothing. better. Yeah, Nothing's happening, right? Okay, so tell us where you're, tell us where you're from. Uh, well, I'm Richard, and I was born and raised on Curacao, a small island in the Caribbean. When you usually say that to an American, you're from Curacao, they're like, what? And they're like, you know Aruba, Natalie Holloway? Yeah, well, it's the island next to that one. Okay. <laughs> it's not, not that. <laughs> it's not that island, it's the one next to that right, one. Right, right, right. But that's where I was born and raised, and in around 2002, 2001, I moved to the Netherlands in Amsterdam. Can you tell me why? Um, because when you live on an island, that's pretty much what everybody that was born on the island does. The, the school system stops at a certain point, so you go okay. to college, and after college, there's nothing else on the island uh, except tourism. Okay. So if you want to study IT, study graphic design, study whatever else, you gotta leave the country or either go to America or either come to the Netherlands. Okay. And the Netherlands, because we're a Dutch colony and we all have a Dutch passport, so we can get here and get our tuitions for free, pretty yeah. much, because we're a Dutch, old Dutch colony. Okay, so this is 2012. 2001. 2001? Yes. Okay, and so do you mind telling me how old you were back then? 17. 17. Did you come by yourself? Yeah. Okay, and what was your goal? Um, do IT, do school, okay. yeah. Like what, what every, any, every 17, year, 17 year old has in his head. <laughs> you just, you, yeah. You've just finished high school and you're ready to go to college or yeah. to the university. That's, yeah. that's who I was and what I was doing, yeah. Yeah, so did you think you were going to make like, a, I'm going to be Steve Jobs or just... I don't know, what do you want to do with the IT? Mm, not really. I, I've been behind the computer ever since I was a kid because my dad is in IT as well. Okay. So it was a natural progression for me to get a diploma in whatever the hell I already knew. Okay. So school was pretty easy as well. I've never studied and always got good grades because, like I said, uh, I was born with a computer underneath my fingers. Okay. So it was pretty okay. much getting a degree for something I already knew. All right. For <laughs> and sure. then probably carry on and find a job and do things. I had jobs back then already, so it was pretty much that, getting a degree and then go to work. And what school did you attend? Uh, it's at Osei, Flevoland. Okay. okay. I, don't know, I don't know what the equivalent is in America to it. I think um, MBO. LSA is like, um, they call them like trade schools. Trade schools? Right? Yeah. I think. Because yeah. it's where people go when they, they know what they want to do and yeah. it's stuff with your hands. Yeah, exactly. It's not like fine arts and yeah. guessing and yeah. fucking poetry. It's pretty much computers like all day, every day, yeah. and every discipline type of computer okay. programming and design. Yeah, okay. there you go. Yeah. And how many years did that take? Um, 
I think I finished that. You usually finish it in four, or I finished it in two. Is that because you, you... Because worked? I knew what the fuck I was doing. Because you were smart. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I was born with a computer, so the first half year, the, f the first two years of the school, I did in six months. Okay. So I was like, just give me the, give me the fucking exam, because this is going too slow. Oh my and God. I did the exams, made it, like, cool, give me the next exam, because this shit is going way too slow. Wow, okay, okay, So okay. the f four years I did in two, and then it was 19. Yeah, okay. And I was like, okay, I'm 19, I, I don't really want to work yet, I'm still too young, all my friends are still just starting yeah. to go to a trade school or whatever university they were starting. Yeah. So I figured I'll do another university type, HBO. that's like a step higher than the trade school. Okay. And there I did design. So I knew how computers work technically. Okay. I know how to open them, break them, I know all the components, I know what's in them, yada yada yada. I know how to fix them, I know how to build networks for companies. Okay. So now that I know the technical part, I want to know the creative part. I want to know how to make beautiful websites, make flyers, make posters, oh, okay. how to do the creative thing on the mm -hmm. computer. Okay, so now you're doing graphic arts. Yeah, pretty much. It's called multimedia engineering. Okay. So it's pretty much anything you can stick a cable in. So mm -hmm. that's video, audio, anything you can stick a cable in and it's digital, that's what I've learned. Okay. Cool. I'm not right. a, I can't learn one thing, I need to know. Okay. <laughs> Just give me everything. <laughs> give me so, the whole package. So it kept you interested. Yeah, exactly. All right, cool. So then um, now you're 19, then yeah. what do you do? Yeah, so I did, the, did, did that school, um, finished four years in one. Okay. Then it was 20. <clears throat> four years in one? Yeah. They let you do that? Yeah. <laughs> like, what did you just test out? Like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Um, this school was specifically built to do those four years in one. Really? It's a special school, yeah. So it's like um, for people who really like really cram, like intense. People that can handle the, the big load of, yeah, exactly. It's very, it's very personal. It's very close. It's very people from the field, so they're not real teachers. They're mm. actually people that work in the field. Mm -hmm. So they teach you the programs. They teach you the basics. They teach you pretty much how everything works on that level. And I remember the first day of school, the teacher told us, like the whole class, he's like, okay, you're starting now. It's first of August. I'm gonna tell you right now. Tonight you're gonna go home. First of August. Book a vacation next year, August, because by that time, after we are done with you, we're like cramming these four years in your head in one year, you'll need it. So every time when you know it's shit's gonna be hard, you're gonna be at at wake at four in the morning, yeah. you'll be working, you'll remember there's a vacation coming oh, <laughs> first of wow. August next year. So that will be like the thing you keep working for. So you know there's like a yeah, end yeah, point yeah. to. I kind of like that though. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I like that. That sounds good. Yeah, you know, exactly. knowing that you're gonna get through some hard shit, it'll be a payoff. And you can chill. Yeah, exactly. Who doesn't want to know that? There That's you go. Good, it's like certainty, yeah. right? Exactly. What is the name of that school? Um, a college of multimedia. Okay, is they that where's mm -hmm. that located? It used to be in Madaport, like here. Okay. You can see it from here. Mm -hmm. But they moved now. I don't know to where they moved. But okay. They moved. Mm -hmm. So it was in Amsterdam at some point. It's still in Amsterdam, but okay. they just moved. Uh, I don't okay. know where they moved. To. Yeah. All right, cool. So now you're 20, right? Now what are you gonna do? Yeah, finish 19, finish school at 20. Like I said, we booked that vacation for like a, a year later in August. Right. What I booked was um, a vacation back to Curacao, because by that time I had a girlfriend ever since I was 17. Okay. By that time we were three years together, three and a half years, four years together. Actually, I was 21, because I was 20 at the school, 21 when I graduated. Okay, so now you're 21. Exactly. And okay. that vacation that I took was six months, and it wasn't really a vacation, it was more of a... I had a girlfriend for four years, she hadn't met my parents, she hadn't met my family, she didn't know where I was from. Yeah, she knew I was from an island, but she'd never been to the island. And after four or five years, like, maybe you should meet my family and <laughs> where yeah, I'm from. Yeah, sure. And since we were both doing the same school, she did the same course with me. So yeah. she knew, she, had, she needed that vacation after, those, yeah. after that year as well. For sure. So I was like, you know what, 
if that is the end of our school period, then we'll just go to Curacao for six months. I'll let you meet my family. I'll let you meet the island. And within six months, I can really let you understand why I hate the island. Because if I go for what? two weeks, <clears throat> if you go you for two weeks, that? you yeah, said that. Because if you go to an island for two weeks, you'll see it as a vacation. You'll yeah. like it, and you'll want to go back. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to fucking go back. <laughs> so if you go there for six months, I can actually. Wow. Let you wow. experience. <laughs> so let me show you why I hate it. Why an island sucks, yeah. Why an island sucks? Oh, I yeah. love that. That's my clue. Yeah. <laughs> why an island sucks? Well, there's things that pop out, you know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> why an island sucks? Why does an island suck, though? Because it's an island. But what does that mean to people who don't live on an island? Yeah, it's the same as a village. <laughs> Too small. Only in a village you can drive off. On an island, you can't get water. the fuck out. <laughs> You're stuck in that fucking village <laughs> for the rest of your life unless you pay $500 or more to get a plane and get off. <laughs> oh, so it's like a little, a beautiful prison? It's like a beautiful prison that you won't see the beauty anymore once you're in that prison. <laughs> damn, damn, damn. So you can only go back for maybe two weeks at a time. I never go back. Really? Yeah. If my parents want to see me, they come here. Mm. It's that bad. It's that bad for me. It's not, you it's not, it's like not claustrophobic. That, it's not, yeah, it's not that. It's, I don't know what it is. It's, uh, it's, it's more than that. Because I was born there and raised there, it, it's, it's not just... Uh, it's a mentality, it's a way of thinking, it's a way yeah. of working, it's not my... Not your I, I've always been too, too white for that country. Even though I'm not white, I was born there, I was raised there, I've always been... My mentality, way of thinking, way of working has always been too white for the island. So you, I, I actually, you mean like too, too, um, too global? Like too mm -hmm. open? Too... 8 o'clock is 8 o'clock. Not uh, half past eight, not nine o'clock. Are you saying white? Like white? I, I'm saying as in I'm on time. I'm saying as in I want shit done. I'm saying as oh, I'm, if I need okay. something from you, I'm going to harass your ass until I get it. Okay. You know, I'm going to call you today. I'm going to call you tomorrow. Okay. But the black Crusoe person isn't used to that. He, he's only okay. used to the white man saying that to him oh, as a slave, you know, as a slave, okay, obligating okay. him. I thought you were saying white like W-I-D-E. No, no, as in white person. I was too white for the island. No way. <laughs> yeah, and I'm too black for yours. So that's funny. I don't fit. Anyway. Oh, we got it. We got it. Okay. Can we go into that? Can we go into that? Yeah, so, for sure. Uh, for the, the Kurosawans, then it's too much like. Uh, mm. I'm too of a too much of a. I don't know. My dad's the same. My dad is pretty much the same skin color as you. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. He has the same. Eight o'clock is eight o'clock. Yeah. And he's gonna fucking get mad at you if you don't hear at eight yeah. o'clock. And then they call him. Yeah, but why are you like the white man? Uh, you know, oh, wanting me to be yeah. on time, wanting me to do this, yeah. wanting me to do so that. So you don't have island mentality. No, no, the people that live there don't have, like I said, it, you, you live there, it, yeah, you don't yeah. see the beauty of it anymore, that's oh. gone. What you're left with is politics, large yeah. bills, <laughs> and annoying people you don't like. <laughs> the beaches you don't get. It sounds terrible. Yeah, it is. That's, so, why, yeah, that's why the six months, like if I go there six months with my girlfriend, yeah, yeah. I can show you the experience why it's like. <laughs> that's terrible, man. So they don't, they don't see what you're doing as trying to be a productive entrepreneur. No. It's like being a white dude. No, no, and especially not now. Like that's kind of a slavey mentality, though, to think that being an entrepreneur and getting shit done belongs to white people. That's kind of slavey. These, these people. Don't you think? Yeah, but but they live so, on this. They they live off of the, the let me say the, the 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 current generation that lives there. Yeah. Has never experienced slavery. Their parents have never experienced slavery. Right. Their grand grandparents experienced slavery, but ever since then, there hasn't been any of it anywhere or they haven't experienced it themselves right. but they still demand white street names be changed to black names or mm. uh, they still demand 
they act like it's been done to them. Right. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying forget your past. Right. I'm just saying don't act like you've been enslaved <laughs> whilst you haven't. <laughs> you were born free. Right. You've lived your life all free, but you're acting like, oh my God, I've been enslaved yesterday. Right. Free me right now. And I'm like, I'm not down with that mentality. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I mean, I know where I'm from, I, you know? I understand, but you just, you're not taking it um, to that level. No, exactly. Right, and, right, right. and that island is really built off of that kind of, the schools I went to, all their names, the, yeah, Peter Stuyvesant College. Peter Stuyvesant is a Dutch guy. Yeah. Apparently they named that school because God knows what, but he came to the island and someone found out he brought slaves. One of the times he came to the island, he helped a lot, but he brought some slaves as well. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, we can't call that school Peter Stuyvesant anymore. For 60 years, the school has been called. Why would you want to? And they changed it. And that's what they do with street names. They're, little bit with, they're kind of I see. eradicating the yeah. past. That yeah, yeah. Why are you eradicating something that, for one, it's your past, so why would you even forget it? You shouldn't push it off and forget it, just talk about it and discuss it and explain right. it. And, and yeah. that, that type of mentality on the island, that's not... That's an interesting perspective, you know? Yeah. Um, okay, so then let's let's have you... Now you're here yeah. in Holland, and you said here you're, you're too black. Mm-hmm. So let's go there. What's up with that? Not to take that, but that's Dutch. The, the, the Dutch like to put people in categories. Mm-hmm. And in this country, I'm black. Okay. I've never seen... Uh, I was born in Curaçao when I was raised, like, till, till I was 17. I've never seen a Muslim on Curacao before, but they're there. Okay, there are a shit lot of them. I've never seen them before. Okay. I moved here. Yeah. When I came back, I started seeing them everywhere. Hmm. I said to my mother, "There always been so many Muslims." She said, "Yes." Hmm. So how come I didn't see them when I was a kid? Because it wasn't a Muslim. Oh. It was a woman wearing a headdress or a scarf. Or oh. it wasn't about the religion. It's the Dutch. Yeah. Who made it? That's a Muslim. That's a Moroccan. That's a Turkish. That's a black guy. Okay. Which means so when I came, when I left on my 17th, I came here. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. That that's a Moroccan. That's a Moroccan. You shouldn't. That, that, those guys are dangerous. You know, because because okay. of that. In my putting in my brain, yeah, the saying, yeah. the talking. Yeah. What did I care? I mean, I don't care if you're Moroccan or whatever the hell. Yeah. But because people around you keep talking, the yes. news, the media keeps putting it in yes. in boxes. Right. So for this country, I'm black. Right. And yeah, yeah, they make black jokes. They make things like that. Which yeah. I don't give a shit about. But you know. It's that. And when I came back to the Curacao, and I was like, oh yeah, there's Moroccan. Oh shit, there are Muslims here. Oh shit. So yeah. So this this country is very putting people into boxes. So that's why for this country, I say I'm black because I've been put, yeah. in, I've been, I've yeah. been put in that box. Because they told you. Yeah, pretty much. Because they told you. So do, do you think that it, it holds you back from anything? Opportunities, getting your work done, anything? It, it, it used to in the beginning. So when okay, I, How do you know? And explain um, that. When I moved here and I wanted to get a job, yeah. um, I had on my CV, I was, you, you have your, your, your age, your, your place of birth, uh, so I had Curacao, uh, my age of birth, blah, blah, blah. Never got invited. The day I removed Curacao, I got invited. Really? Yeah. The day I removed Curacao from my CV or anything about Curacao or me being from that island, yeah. I started getting invites. Oh, come, let's talk. Oh, let's talk. And then when I came to talk, I could, you know, present who I am and I got the jobs, so don't right, get me wrong. Right. But they would stop me at the door by just, and I'm not the only one. I mean, I, I have a lot of friends from Curacao who have the same trouble here, and I help them by saying the same thing to them. Take that off just, your CV. Just remove the Curacao, <laughs> remove the picture, get your whole Curacao part, skip it out, just keep it Dutch, and you'll get invites. And it, it's true, it still happens. It's the same with Asians, it's not only for black people, they right. have the same problem with it. So Moroccan they, same. They, yeah. they pick the, the people based on, um, ethnic origin or country of origin etc but that limits the possibility for you to even have an opportunity to get in the door you have to get in the door exactly then yeah. prove that you can do the deal 
then it's all then it's okay but which actually means i have to become smarter than them like yes. i said and remove the curse out yes. to be able to get in the door survival which is, tactic yeah which is fine i mean yeah it's kind of shitty but it's shitty but it's fine I, yeah i think that's pretty much global though i think yeah, um, it is. in the diaspora in the african diaspora i think people have to play those games all the time yeah. people i know who take their names off when it looks a little bit um yeah when it Arab, goes to yeah there you go in some yeah. circumstances yeah. for example yeah. shit like that yeah, you know same thing yeah uh okay yeah. so um if you're if you come to this country now and you're now you're now you're in your 20s. Now you're 21, and you've, yeah. you've done these studies. Yeah. How do you go from what you're? What are you doing now? Uh, so I came back from Curacao. Design. Yeah. yeah. So I came back from. So we were there for six months. Yeah. And in those six months there, I've noticed that um, working. So in those six months that I was in Curacao with my girlfriend, we didn't have to work. We finished yeah. school. We finished everything. I was with my parents, so I didn't have to pay rent. I didn't have to buy food. We were good. We didn't need. We didn't, didn't, didn't need money. So we noticed in those six months we could have done two things. We could have sit on our asses on the beach, but we didn't. Yeah. We started working for people that we liked. Yeah. So we came across people and they were like, hey, could you make this business card for us? I'm like, yeah, sure, I can make your business card. And we would go home, make his business card, make a flyer. So it's then when we kind of realized that working for people you like, mm. people with good energies, right. is, is a good thing to do, it's a fun thing to do. Right. And people that would come with a shitty attitude, like, you gotta make my flyer now. People would be like, oh, right. I, don't, I don't have to do shit. <laughs> good luck with your flyer. Right. Being able to say that, like the, the, the freedom of being able to say no to people you don't like and right. yes to people that you do, yes. that's what we experienced over there. So together with my girlfriend, we decided back then, like, okay, if this is what we want to do, work with people we want, we'll need yeah. money for it. Now we're free because we're at my parents for six months. Right. So how's about we go back to the Netherlands, we put our diplomas to work. So I have two diplomas. It's time to, you know, let's find a job. Let's put them to work. Yeah. Let's have a CV where it says we have five years experience. Yeah. So we're going to work for five years. Yeah. And in those five years, we're going to put all our salary into a savings account. And after five years, we stop again and we do this free doing whatever the fuck you want for a year yeah. and then we go back to work for five and then we'd be free for one so our life okay. new life goal in Curacao which we found back then yeah. was like we're gonna work for five be free one work for five be free one and wow. that's how I would kind of get my life into did you actually do that? you followed your plan? We followed the plan to the T, but I never went back to work. No fucking way. That's Five so years funny. later, I quit my job. I did a tour around America. I did Route 66 brilliant. to California. did Canada. Came back. Started photography and never went back. Really? Yeah. So you're next. I kind of think you might be a genius. <laughs> I've never no. heard something like that before. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. I've always gotten everything I set my mind to. I fucking love that. I love that. Another one. Where do you think you got that from? You, you understand what I'm saying? That mindset of just fuck it, let me get this done. I'm going to get this because I put my mind to it. Where does that come from? Do you even know? I don't know where it, I don't know where it comes from. I, I, I figured it out myself. This is with, with the with the whole finding a job thing while I'm black and Curacao and yada yada yada. Yes. I think in during that finding a job thing after the Curacao it's what um, I don't know. I've noticed that if I really really wanted something I would get it. Okay. For some reason I don't know how the universe would give it to me and I would explain to my mom and it's around that time the book The Secret came out. Yeah. Um, I never read the book, I've never seen the movie, right. but I've heard what it's about and it's pretty much that. It's, yeah. it's as soon as somebody, my mom said, this sounds like a secret, you want it and you get it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's exactly. exactly what I mean. So she kind of explained me what, what's in the book. I was like, yep, that's exactly what I do. So I found the secret on my own. Exactly, but it's not a fucking secret though, you work no. really hard. Yeah, exactly, you're that's working hard. You're, you're figuring shit out on how to get exactly. between everything and exactly. somehow the universe 
Exempted. Exactly. Presented it it to opens you. doors for you. Yeah. But exactly. you got to do some hard work. You got to do it. You can't say, I want, I want this, and then nah, you sit back and nah, you do nothing. No, no, no. You've got to have a plan. you got to have a plan. It's not just a plan. It's once you know you want something, yeah. it's going out and putting yourself in positions to get it. Yes. So you, you meet with people that maybe have nothing to do with your end goal. Right. But you meet with them anyways. You yes. go out to meet with them. You go out to sit with that. Even though it has nothing to do with your end goal, you never know who at some point will find or and that's what pretty much I do. I go out and meet a shitload of people on high speed and then eventually yes. one turns around and it, it turns into a thing. There you go. Yeah. 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 That's good. I think that's what happened kind of when I met you. I'm pretty sure did Christian introduce you to me? Because I did not I come across you. I don't remember how. No, someone, someone at the bibliothèque. So you you were working with a woman at the bibliothèque. Is that how that happened? Yeah, in Almeida. Yeah. I think it was a woman at the bibliothèque. Okay, I'm gonna have to dig that up. I don't it's been really, it it's really, really uh, the, uh, a bright spot. I mean, this is off-topic-ish, but the bright spot in it is whenever I think about the work that you do in the Netherlands. Every time I see you, you're doing something different and, and it's <laughs> better. And I was in Almeida the other day. And I saw a big picture of you, like a big ad nah, yeah. of you shooting something. Yeah, I thought, you know, this guy's making, because Almir is not Amsterdam. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But you take it for what it is, and you, you make it work. Do you have any sort of special um, feeling about Almir as, as being a, a jumping off point? It's good, it's not good. It's Almir is... Because it's an interesting place, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almir is an interesting place, but... People in the states never heard of it. I never heard of it. No, but it's a yeah, it's a, it's a new country. It's yeah, a new, it's a new city. Exactly. Uh, and it's because of that, Almeria is very young. Yeah. And because it's young, there's opportunity to change shit. Mm. Even though it's really hard. Don't get me wrong. It's not. It's not an easy thing to change old people. Yeah. But again, right now, I mean, in, in the last year. Let's say in the last year, yeah. So while I was 17, I came here, I moved here. Yeah. I started going out, started meeting friends, making yeah. friends, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So by 18, 19, I was on the street smoking weed with my friends, having fun. Yeah. And now, we're 15, 16 years later. Yeah. Those friends I used to smoke weed with on the streets. Mm-hmm. One is the Minister of Culture. One now has like 5 million under his feet to like donate to different charity projects he would want to. Yeah. So all my friends are now getting into cultural positions. Right. And that's Almira. So. It took 15 years for yeah. them to get there, but yeah. eventually those 16-year-olds grow into 30-year-olds, and those 30-year-olds yeah. started taking, getting being managers yeah. of, you know, the old people are for going sure. with pension, yada, yada, yada. Right, yada. right, they have to retire at some Exactly, point. and that is Almir. Almir has a okay. great opportunity for the generation, my generation that came right. there when they, when they were 17, yeah. 18, it was yeah. just starting back then. The, the country was only, I think it celebrated its 10th, its 10th birthday or its 7th birthday when I moved there. Wow. So it was still very, That's very, very young. young. Yeah, and right now, it's, I think it's now celebrated its 25th birthday. Still super young. Exactly. So the people that were 17 back then are yeah. now 32 and are now slowly making the city and that's why my poster is there. I mean, my friend just calls, oh. just calls me up. Hey, yo, Richard, we need like a picture for the poster thingy outside. You want in? I'm like, sure, sure throw that's me in. Cool. That's cool. That's cool. They throw me in. Yeah. 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 That's good. So that you've got to put in your time. It's not just yeah. just sitting out and hanging out with your friends. Yeah. There, there's still some working going yeah. on there. And yeah. a lot of thinking about how you can make things better yeah. and fresh and different. Do you feel like you're missing out on anything by living in Elmer as opposed to living in Amsterdam? No. Not at all? No. Okay. Because I have a lot of friends from Almere who moved to Amsterdam thinking they were missing out on something, yeah. but they were. They all moved back. <laughs> really? No way. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's a touristy. It's, uh, Amsterdam is getting way too touristy for once. Yeah. For once. So it's very busy, a crowd with tourists. Yeah. And it's very shallow, superficial. It has the mm. New York. It, it's starting to become a. 
Oh my god, what are you doing? Oh, you're working on your own app? Oh, that's so amazing. Oh, I'm working on my clothing line and it's going so great. But then you keep asking, there's no clothing line and there's no, you know, it's so superficial, fakey. Really? Yeah, that's Amsterdam. And Almera still has the, like I said, the, the friends I used to smoke weed with on the streets are yeah. now the yeah. people who are running the show. So if, I, yeah. if they go, come to my gallery show, even though it's only two, yeah. they are there to see it. To listen to me, to hear the backstory. Right. Whilst in Amsterdam, they're only there to be seen, be seen by others. You know, the selfie with I'm here at the expo. I'm in my Instagram. Like that, huh? That's Amsterdam. Has yeah. it always been that way, or is that? No, it's like I said. It's an evolutionary. This country is slowly turning into America. I, I'm, I'm seeing it. Oh. I'm seeing it going that way. And this is part of it. This has been happening in the past two, three years. It's been going that way. So for for you, that's that's bad. That's. It's, it's bad and good. Bad, I mean, I mean, the, the way people are, there will always be people, and there will always be good people and bad people, or shallow mm. people and, and, and entertaining people. It's good in the business sense. It's yeah. good that now businesses are also going to the American style, where they fill their business with art. Let's just randomly say okay. something, you know? Like, yes. like Google goes, like, you know, you bought a new car, you bought a new office space, we need it filled with art, and so we need, like, yes. a whole spot where our people can chill, we need, like, a game room, we need, yeah. like... So the, the businesses in this country are slowly moving towards that model. the Google concept, the Microsoft concept, the, you know, having okay. a fun, open space yeah. with art and creation and things for their employees. Okay. And in that sense, it's a good thing for us creators yeah. Yeah. who want to sell something to a company. So in, in that way, it, it's getting better, but it ain't there yet. But I can see it shifting. Okay, so I'm, I'm asking questions like, um, partially because I really don't know, mm -hmm. but also when I talk to people from the States, they'll say, well, if it's turning into that, what was it before? You know, before it got Googleish, and you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, very. Uh, what, what's the English word for nuchter? It isn't. It isn't sober. It's sober is, is, uh, is the translation, but like I don't a, really have sober like, translate. Like plain, plain. Yeah. Kind of like a, yeah. a box of, of crackers. Yeah. Dry. Dry. Yeah. Dry. Dry. Plain. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And this is changing since like 10 years or something? In the past, it's changed in the time that I've lived here. Uh, really? I've, I've seen it change in the past five years to 10 years, yeah. So that's interesting. When, I, you know, when I came here and yeah. I talked about Halloween, nobody knows, knew what Halloween was. They knew Halloween as yeah. in there's scary shit happening mm -hmm. and we've seen it in a TV movie yeah, or something. Yeah. Yeah. So you, gonna, you guys gonna have parties here? Halloween costumes? Because I come from, you know, yeah. Halloween is the big people go to parties, the kids walk around. I don't give a shit about the kids, but we were out partying, drinking. Yeah, on Curacao. Yeah, same Curacao. Yeah, Curacao has the American traditions and really? yeah because we got the american tv we get abc fox oh, okay. yeah so because it's okay. so close to america it's like an hour away from miami yeah so because we're so close to america yeah. we usually have, we have more of the american traditions than the dutch ones we do have the dutch ones as well okay. but the american one as well mm. so coming here with my american tradition i already knew the dutch tradition i mean i know right. santa claus i know swart to Piet, right but they didn't know halloween and now in the past like i said last year halloween was like a Everybody was, there was even trigger treating in Holland for the first time, I think, on Halloween. That's really interesting because, you know, I've been now in this country going on five years. Yeah. And I, I see all these, these beautiful buildings and all these fantastic places and it looks very energetic. That's why I came here. It felt yeah. like it was trying to be entrepreneurial, hmm. but I could feel there was something underneath. But I guess that's kind of being European. That's yeah. what it is underneath is that I don't, it's not like a generic box of European, no. but it's a soberness. It's a it's it's the soberness. Yeah. A, they have a saying here: "Do my normal and do your gek genoeg." Like, uh, if you're normal, be normal. If you're normal, you're already crazy. So be normal, and that's already crazy. So just stay normal. Don't be out that of the box. That sounds super boring. 
that's what the Dutch country was, and now it's slowly going into. Oh my God, amazing! <laughs> everything, everything's amazing. Everything's hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> there right. you go. And now it's slowly merging into that, which is, I think it's okay. Uh, it, it will be interesting to see how they, how they combine yeah. the soberness that they used to have for all yeah. these years, yeah, combine yeah. it with, because they're not American. Seeing a Dutch guy going, this is amazing, you go like, nah. It doesn't look right. <laughs> <laughs> go sit down. Yammer? Yeah, yeah. That's better, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. Exactly. So right. seeing that is still a little bit of glitch in my mind. But, <laughs> <laughs> but other than that. <laughs> <laughs> no. I love it. Okay, so we get you we get you over to Amsterdam, but you switched into photography. Tell us how you made the leap into photography. Uh, because I studied multimedia engineering, I was always, always interested in movies and how movies were made and how scenes were put together and, and how things like that. Yeah. So back in I don't know 2004, 2005, when I eventually wanted to um, do something with the you know do something with my diploma, do something with creating. I figured I wanted to make movies, but then a video camera cost back then, uh, let's say, five, six thousand euros, because they didn't really have yeah, them back then. Sure. And a video camera or a photography thingy was way cheaper. Right. So I figured I'll buy the photo thingy, and then I'll figure out how compositing works, how lighting <laughs> works, and then eventually when technology moves and it gets cheaper, yeah. I'll buy a video camera and move into video then. Okay. Did that and fell off with photography and never actually changed anymore. Because in a movie you have set amount of time to tell a story yes. so you start with like something in the beginning then you flow to the middle something's happening then you flow to the end conclusion and that takes way too long for me so what i'm what i'm doing now with photography is i'm putting everything into one scene yeah so you get the height of the movie yes in one shot one scene yes because your your photographs are very um cinematographic yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I don't know how to, how yeah. it works for other people, but when I see your work, there's a the whole story, and I have to stand there and go, oh yeah, okay. Like yeah. I read it. Yeah, I read just, your yeah. photographs. Get yeah, what I'm nice. saying? Yeah, nice. Yeah. So that's exactly that's just from the movie background that I okay. wanted to make like movie stills kind of pictures. Yes. Yeah. Or or for me also, it looks like a um, a set from a play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you can study the props and the makeup. You yeah. just look at each element individually. Yeah. There's you can get a lot out of it. It feeds yeah. you. You can keep it for a long time. There's a thought process behind the things put in the scene and Super the things layered. Move. Yeah, exactly. Super yeah. Super layered. Yeah. Okay. And that's what I liked about photography. Being able to sit, look at a scene and then slowly yeah. Build it out without you know having a movie like I said it's all it's way more faster. Yeah. In a movie you gotta be like okay the set's been shot again take one action okay we got it next scene yeah. break everything off next. Yeah. Whilst right now I can just sit I can look at the scene build it out build it out go one two okay we got everything and you're done. Yeah. Next shot next frame next storyline. Yeah. Whatever the hell. Yeah. I love it I love it yeah. so okay um, before I go down that road what year is it that you began taking photos where are we now? Um, well, I, I've been taking photos ever since I'm way before I moved to the Netherlands already. Um, but that's because I was going to move to the Netherlands, and as a documenting my friends, my home, my old school, my yeah. old places, my parents gave me a camera and they said like, if you move to the Netherlands, you can always send us a picture as well, let us know you're alive, yeah. things like that. So right before I left Curacao and the whole ever since then, I've been taking pictures. But it wasn't too serious. It was just a point and shoot. Yeah. You know, taking friends, taking my room. Oh, look, yeah. this is where I live. This is my house. Yeah. This is this country yeah. doing that type of thing. So picture. you're like 16 or something. Yeah, 16, 17. That's when I... Did you have any sort of feel for it when you were doing it? Like beyond the fact this is fun, 
Uh, oh, no. you weren't thinking about it. No, I wasn't thinking about it. Yeah, besides being fun, okay. I've, I've looked at those. I still have those pictures. They're ugly. Okay. <laughs> I, I wouldn't photographically want to. <laughs> uh, so, um, when did you start taking pictures seriously? You know, like here you are, you switch yeah. over. What's so I came back to this country, got a job as a as a web designer, a graphic designer, started making websites. And it's in there where it slowly started becoming more serious. I had a salary, so I had a job, I had a salary. With my salary, I bought my first professional digital camera. I still bought the cheapest one, but okay. it was there. Um, started learning photography, and on my route from work, from home to work and work to home, I started learning photography, taking pictures of the sun, the flowers, the trees. Started making scenes with rain and you know everything. So that's where my craft started really because I knew I was going to stop working within five years. Yeah. So there was a time frame within. I knew I had a year free. Yeah. So I was pretty much honing the craft until I got that year free and I could finally, you know, yeah, do whatever the hell I wanted with a camera or without or make websites. Yeah. So it was learning that, getting buying books, watching YouTube. YouTube started coming up back then because YouTube wasn't even there yet. Mm. <laughs> so it's back then that slowly okay. YouTube started coming out and people started showing how photography works, but there yeah. weren't that many people doing it. So that's why I got really quick into teaching photography because there wasn't. So okay, so again, what what year is this though, Richard? How old are you now? This 21. Let's see. You? If I came back on 21, we started working then. So 22, 23, 24, 25, 26. Yeah. 26. And do you want to tell us what kind of it's, camera you bought, or do you remember? Yeah, it's it, 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 between 21 and 26. Those were, those were the five years. So I started working with 21, quit when I was 26. There you go. Those were this the five like, years. Is that your first retirement? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's gonna be my, it's gonna be my best. <laughs> and, and you haven't gone back since? No. You, come on, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> Why would you want to go back? Job they, sucks. They, they, they're horrible. I know. <laughs> Well, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't work for other people and shit. It, it's just like, I guess it depends. I'll be, I'll be neutral. It depends on the person you work for, if they're super cool and you yes. need to do what you need to do. But it can be very difficult yeah. because it can stifle all your creativity, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Okay, so now you're 26. And what kind of camera did you buy? I do um, not remember. The, the first camera I bought was a Rebel XDI in American languages and in Dutch languages. It was a Canon uh, 350D. How did you know which one to buy? Uh, internet. You were on, so you were it, on the it, internet? Yeah, and this was pretty much one of the first digital mirror camera, you know, professional mm -hmm. ones with a mirror thingy. Mm -hmm. It was pretty much one of the first consumer okay. mirror cameras, so there wasn't anything else on the market back then. Okay. And then you would, you would go on your way home to and from work and you would, what are you, are you driving, are you riding a bike, are you in a train, what are you doing? Um, yeah, so from home to the station by bike, Yeah. up on Almera Centrum train, Yeah. get out in Amsterdam on the train, yeah. walk to work. Okay, so then, so you just, you just stop physically and start taking pictures of different yeah. things. And, and instead of biking from, from Almera to station, I started yeah. walking from my house to, to station, Yeah. then walking from, and every time, so here's my job, I started making a circle bigger, yeah. and bigger, so <laughs> and bigger, yeah. objects and different people. Exactly. To get into new spots, get into new places, photograph new things. So yeah. like keep your brain fresh too. Yeah. And also a way to not go to work, because work sucks. <laughs> like, I gotta go to work, but first let me just, you know, clear my mind, have right. fun outside, right. <laughs> shoot some shit, right. and then I'm gonna sit in the office for eight hours, sit behind the computer and do this, and when I'm back out, I gotta right. move, you know, I can... But you're purchasing your freedom, and you knew this the whole time, so maybe that would keep you going a little bit. It did Even a little bit, stuck. but it's hard when you live, when you're in it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, you know, know. You, know it's, you know it's only three more years, you know, know it's only two more years, yeah. you know it's only one more year, but yeah. it's still... It's, not, it's, it's hard. hard, it's not a good feeling, I have yeah. the same yeah. thing right now, I'm doing a, well, we won't talk about 
about that, but it's just, um, you, you get this feeling that you, you wake up in the morning and you want to be happy, but you're not, because you know it's coming. Yeah. And you know better yeah. than to have a shitty attitude because you're alive and that's a good thing and we could do some stuff, but you know you're going to work for some dude. It's not your shit. No, exactly. And the hours are gone. Yeah. And you cannot get them back. And the funny thing is, I, I haven't worked for, I haven't worked full time for anybody ever since, but yeah. I have worked for companies. So yes. Um, one of my sponsors in in, in flash photography uh, is, is a is a mother mother and father company. So it's it's a family run business. Okay. And when mom and mom and dad go on vacation, they ask me to run the business for like a week or two. You know, it's like, hey, we're going on vacation. Okay. We trust you. We know you know everything. These are our employees, just have fun, you take care of the business part, and then we can go on vacation. I was like, sure, I don't, I don't mind. Yeah. And it's funny to notice, like, when I sit there for two weeks, yeah. that's when the frustration comes that I can't do anything. Yes. But when I don't have it, I don't do the things that I have. For, it's hard to explain. So when I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, I, gotta, I, I want to shoot this girl. But, ah, fuck, I'm sitting here for another week. Right. I right. want to shoot this guy. Well, but fuck, I'm sitting like. But when the job is gone. Yeah. I don't go shoot that girl, that guy. That only happens oh. when you're on a job. So what? What do you think happens when you when you have all your freedom? What happens? I don't know. I don't, don't get me. I still do things. Right, but but it's a whole. I, I notice when I'm stuck on some or stuck on a job or stuck in an office. Yeah. The idea seem it seems more harder or something. The yeah, idea yeah, seems yeah. bigger. Yeah, yeah. And the challenge seems harder. But right. when you're free, you can do them. It's, right. It's not a you know you're like oh I can do that tomorrow too. Yeah. I can do it. So you procrastinate a little bit. Something like that, yeah. It, it's Maybe it's it's the, the feeling of having something to work against. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a cage that you must get out of. Exactly, it, yeah. And I'm such a badass, and if I weren't in this cage, I'd be doing this and this and this. It's, right? Yeah, it's like putting a Tasmanian devil in a cage. You're yes, like, ah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but then you're out, you're like, out. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm fine now. There's no ideas, no inspiration. <laughs> And as soon as I sit in the office, like inspiration hits me the whole guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, fuck, I need to do this. Exactly. This. Like, uh, you can barely concentrate, like, fill yeah. your little notebooks or whatever you do, your yeah, iPhone. Exactly. You're writing all this yeah. crazy shit down. Yeah. I would write this essay or I would yeah. take that photograph. Yeah. So, okay. Um, but I think, also, I think what it is when you stop working, yeah. you get back in your business routine. Yeah. I mean, it's fun shooting. I mean, when I'm on the job, I get paid for that job. Right. And my mind can roam into, oh, let's do all these things. But yeah. as soon as that job goes away, the money goes away, which means I'm yeah. back into, Oh shit, I gotta call that business, I gotta, you know, cold call some people, yes. I gotta run the business again. And that's yes, so maybe that's what it is too. There's yeah. a little bit of you have to hustle for yourself. Exactly, the, the business that. part takes over, the yeah. getting the money part takes over versus the... And yes, loss, yeah. that makes sense. There might be a little bit of that too because once you get those basic needs, the food, clothing, shelter, that's covered. I don't know about other people, but yeah. that's where you can start to sort of feel things yeah. out. That's when your mind a, can roam free. A little free bit. And, yeah, there you go. you know yeah. you can't, literally can't afford to dream sometimes. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, I think, what an office does. Every time I'm in an office, I kind of get the freedom to... Yeah. Because, you know, the whole part is covered. Yeah, it's probably it. Yeah, your food yeah. covered, your rent covered, so you get the freedom to get new ideas again. Yes. And as soon as I'm out, I'm struggling and finding the money again, which means I'm more stressed and working with that versus the... the versus creating yeah, stuff. So exactly. I think it's, it's striking that balance where you're not so damn hungry yeah. that you can't sleep at night and yeah. also can't create, yeah. but not so fat comfortable. Yeah. That, that you don't create. And that you're stuck in a cage which you, right, <laughs> which you can't get out food, to create. Yeah. A lot of water and yeah. everything's good. There you, you just go. are there yeah. like getting a, a yeah. nah, that ain't good. Either. You gotta strike that balance. <laughs> yeah. You know what There's I'm talking about, Yeah, right? definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still finding that, I don't know. I think creative people are very on or off. <laughs>
I think so. <laughs> I think it's a thing we do. Sometimes there's a rush. I get rushes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like sometimes they last for months. Exactly. Yeah. And then sometimes yeah. you're like, okay, um, I don't know if I've lost all my intelligence or I'm not smart. I can't. Nothing's fucking yeah. interesting. Yeah. Everything's boring yeah. as fuck. Everything's playing, it's not yeah. interesting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you have right. to go get yourself sparked. Yeah. How, how do you do that, by the way? How do you get yourself sparked? Mm. I don't really think it, that really hasn't been a problem with me. You got a lot going on. It just. There's a lot of people around me as well that have the same type of energy that I have and the same mindset. So. Yeah. I talk to them every day, and you're, they're talking. So as soon as one of us is in a funk, the other one won't even notice. Because if the other one's ready, oh my god, next week I'm going diving in fucking Fiji. Then you're like, oh shit, I need to be diving in Fiji. Why are you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't even matter that you're in a funk. As soon as friends started yapping about what the hell they're doing, right. and then you're like, oh shit, I need to be doing shit too. Oh right. shit, yeah, I'm jumping off a cliff tomorrow because you guys are friendly. Because so. <laughs> really, you're doing <laughs> exactly. I need to match that. So. <laughs> Can't stay behind anymore. That's and part of it too. Like you got to surround yourself with the right kind of people. Exactly. Yeah, and that's what right? I've been doing from the beginning. Yeah, ever since yeah. I had the job on my 21st, 22nd, I started yeah. finding people who were in my type of mindset, my yeah. type of photography, and kind of hung with them and stayed with them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna go back to the photography. So how do you you start shooting? You start practicing. Okay. You get kind of good. Who's your first client? And how do you get that person? If you can remember. Uh, social media, pretty much. Social media has been all my clients. So social okay. media has brought me all my clients and all my things. I've been very active on the Flickr community, which is the same as Facebook kind of thing, but back in the day. Mm-hmm. I was uploading pictures every day and, and commenting on people and liking things. And, and one of those friends I used to like and comment on sent me a message and said, hey, this girl's getting married and she's doing a bachelor party with 16 girlfriends. Would you like to shoot the bachelor party with them having fun in the city? Like a whole photo shoot bachelor party type thing. I was like, sure, and that was my first paid gig. I didn't even, I didn't even understand why a photographer who was a way higher level than me, this woman was, I mean, don't get me wrong, I was 21, 22, I think yeah. she was 30-something. Yeah. She's been doing it for 10 years, she had like a big portfolio, I think she was shooting for Volkskrant, or one of yeah. those newspapers she was okay. shooting for. She was like, why would you even want to give me a gift, you know, send yeah. something stupid, something like that to me, whilst you can do it and make your own money. Yeah. But no, she didn't have time, so she sent it to me, and I was like, okay interesting that you picked me and from then on it's slowly progressing to that most of my clients came exactly like that so but this is the the thing that i picked up in that conversation is that you got your first client from liking other people's shit yeah and commenting yes see but that's being positive being a nice guy being a nice person right yeah it's being and it's being outward with it though yeah. not just like oh nice shit but you don't yeah. do the thumbs up or you don't write that comment no, and you don't yeah. send it and hiding behind a fucking uh, avatar <laughs> no, yeah. right like blondie 66 who the fuck is that you'll never get a <laughs> no, phone call no uh, exactly you gotta be you yeah, yeah. Right? it's gotta be you and it's gotta be yeah exactly you gotta be positive because yeah. if you have something shitty to say maybe don't say it no exactly but that's a, that, that's also um because i'm an it i come from the it background yeah it was it was also a security issue for me mm to create a persona, to pre- yeah. create a persona online yeah. with my name, yeah. which isn't me. So how did you do that? What did you do? I created a person. Like, uh, like some fake kind of face, but not your name? Did you it's, not? It's, it's, it's the same name, same last name, so I am okay. Richard Yeah. But the, the person online, I'm very positive, very... Every Monday I have like a Monday post, so every Monday I'm like, oh, it's Monday, because they have I like this. Still, yeah, still do it. I still do them, yeah. I'm six yeah. years now, we're still doing it, exactly. And it's, yeah. that's the person I created. 
It doesn't mean I wake up every morning going, oh my god, it's Monday. I wake right. up Monday like everybody else going, fuck, it's Monday. <laughs> fuck this week. Fuck you guys. <laughs> fuck this day. But I'm never going to say that. Right. So oh, I created okay. this persona who's always happy, always positive, always willing to help. Which isn't really me, because I can be shitty, I can be depressed, I can, I can have a, I had a burnout for six months and nobody knew. Because the persona was still, yeah. it's the same thing, I mean, Nike can one day just don't want to, doesn't want to do it. Right. But they can promote, they can, they don't right. want to do it. Right, they like, can't, can't like, be like, not today. <laughs> exactly, Nike just do it, but not, not today. today. <laughs> exactly. So that's nice, I like so it's that. A brand. That's branding. Yeah. You so made a brand. I created a brand and the brand has my name. And the brand um, gets spoken to and you get work yeah. from that. Exactly. I like that very much. Okay, so um, in terms of your style, if you can say that about your photography, do you, um, do you have photographers that you look up to? Where do you get this style from? Because it's super unique the way I see it. Unique. <laughs> it is. It is. Like, I can look at your shit and go, okay, that's, um, that's Richard. Do you know? Okay, I'll give you an example. I went to Foam Museum the other day. Saw Gordon Parks exhibit. Yeah, yeah. I love Gordon Parks. There you go, right? <laughs> but when you look at his work and you look at, I don't know, Dorothea Lange or somebody yeah. with that same kind of vibe, you know her shit and yeah. his shit is different. Yeah. Okay, so yours is different. Gordon Parks and Foam now? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 you should go. Oh, I gotta miss it. Thank you. It's quite lovely. Yeah, I gotta go check it out. Oh, yeah. I love it. Uh, He's a brilliant man, right? I, I want to figure out how you do that. What he does, this is the close up here, but what, what he did in the 70s and 60s, Yeah. I want to learn how you do that now. I don't know how uh, you do that. Explain, um, but that is more in the, in the, we'll go back to you, yeah. but explain what that is. You said, how did he do that? What do you mean by that? What do you mean? I'm going to show you something. What is that? What do you mean? <laughs> it's uh, I've been talking to a friend a lot about this. He, mm. he likes Gordon Parks as well. Mm. Uh, he's a black guy from Curacao as well. Okay. And he, he's, what he sees in Gordon Parks is mm. Curacao. What? I see it too. It's, it's the... Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah. I'm definitely going to check it out. It's very good. He sees Curacao. Yeah. Explain. It is. It's the, it's all, it's our, it's the black culture. It's all, yeah. It, this is, this is our... Curacao has been like this for long. Not not that it's been racial separated like color there, white there, mm. but the way people dress, yeah. this style of architecture, yeah. this style of cars, it's been on the island forever, all the way till I think 2001, 2002. Oh, like Cuba. Like, I was gonna just, say, unfortunately, yeah. I was gonna say yeah. something like <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, but that's not. I mean, no. that's not like so Cuba, not, but like kind of like. Yeah, I understand yeah. what you're saying, but it's like a little bit of a time warp. Exactly, and those pictures remind us of oh, no of way. a certain time that we were growing up as well. Look at that! Look at that! Yeah. See, that's Gordon Parks. You got. You should go. I'm going. I'm going to see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to send so, my friend a message. If your friend, if your well, you, if you're talking about how did he do that, I still don't know what you mean by that. He captured. He he captured the essence of a time. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. And you want to know how how people do that? How do you capture and make it interesting? You show me a picture because it's interesting. Yeah. But it's just a picture of a woman standing outside a shop. If can I can I, I can I say this? Yeah. Um, um, I think your your work does something different than Gordon Parks. Oh, definitely. Oh, it's okay. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but same level, same level yeah. of dopeness, but yeah. it's completely different. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing: like Gordon Parks is capturing a moment in time. Yeah. I think you're making. I created. Yeah, exactly. A moment in time. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? There, there, there are two types of photographers. You have the pictorialist yeah. and the documentarist. Yeah. The pictorialist creates. The documentarist documents. Yeah. I'm both. I just advocate one. Yeah. I advocate the pictorialist part because that pays my bills. Right. For that, I can say, give me 10,000 euros, I'm going to shoot your dress, it's done. Yes. Gordon Parks is more of a 
my hobby is what Gordon Parks does. Mm. <laughs> so my work is my fashion, my storytelling, yeah. my, my big ass concepts, my yeah. thing. My hobby is when I'm in free time, the same thing I used to do when I was walking from my job to work. Yes. I'm shooting the environment, shooting yeah. people, shooting flowers, shooting, and I want to make that part of it as Gordon Parks. I don't promote it, I don't put it online, nobody knows I've about it. I've never seen it. No, That's but someday I'll die it. and people will find it in oh, the box. Oh, come on, why are you going to die? What's that about? It's like, stop being dramatic. <laughs> it's not dramatic, it's just my hobby. I don't, I don't. So you'll never show it to me, like, even on your phone, like, look, Mom. I don't have one on my phone, yeah. Where, you will never show it to me. I can show, I'm, I, there's nothing interesting in it. I would, you don't, how do you know? How do you know that it's not interesting in the outside world? I would love to see I, I, I've it. I've spoken to people, but I can... Can I just, can I just see it and not say, I won't say anything? I, I, don't, I don't even, I don't know. Not now, but like one day. I'll, I'll find something and okay. send you. Because here's, here's what I'm thinking. If you, um... It's this business too, though. There's there's something else I think that's behind what Gordon Parks did, and I could feel it when I walked into the room. Mm -hmm. You know what I think it is? There's character that those people had. I'm sorry to say, I don't think people have that character to this day, mm -hmm. because of, there is a shallowness, mm -hmm. and I'm also guilty of the shallowness, only because of what you said 20 minutes ago, which was, you know, you weren't the slave, your grandmother wasn't the slave, yeah. but the people before, that was the slave. That person, you photograph a bad person who yeah. was the slave, yeah. you got character. Yeah. Other than that, trickling it's down from down. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. shit gets easy. Mm. It's way too easy for us. We don't have to hunt for our meat. You know, mm. go get buy shit in cellophane. Yeah. Buy yeah. this as plastic. All fruits always in season. What is that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. All fruits always in season. Right? Yeah. So I think it's I think it's that. I think there's a lack mm. of care. Like if you were photographing Marlon Brando. That's one thing. Yeah. But if you're photographing the guy that's dressed like Marlon Brando now, thing, you would yeah. see the emptiness yeah. in, a, in a hot flash. So there's only so much you can do, I yeah. think, but still, even, to capture that. I think even goes, now, it's really fucking raw. Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. yeah. But even now, there are people who, I think, in their mind, experience. They think they experience something like that, which right. is, which brings them to character. I'm going to show you just very, very quick. A friend of mine, the, the guy who was telling his friend who also liked Gordon Parks, his yeah. name is Jamal. Yeah. God damn it, and he changed his fucking Instagram. <laughs> Cinematic snaps. Uh, he changed his Instagram. Doesn't really matter. But he, he's a very Gordon Parks fan, and he's. Okay. He's, is this his work? This is his work, yeah. This is Jamal's. And, and he's in Curacao? No, no. He's from Curacao, but he lives here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And he's kind of finding the same documentary style that Gordon Parks has, yeah. shooting it analog. This is all this new images taken this week, last month. Yeah. So he's, try he's trying to figure out the same thing, and it's the same, yeah. yeah but but you, see, you, know what, you see what I'm saying? Though? Yeah, see it? yeah. But and I don't know what it, I don't know what I, it listen, is. Listen, man, I, I think you have to go someplace where people are struggling like fuck, like any ghetto will do. <laughs> any, any ghetto will do. No, seriously, like a real one. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not being funny. Yeah, yeah. Probably some favela. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah. Those people have get some shit. Yeah. You might not survive, you know, going in there and coming out <laughs> through the fucking camera, but... Because <laughs> 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 look, I was looking at the Gordon Parks thing, and you can tell he was lying on the floor. Sometimes yeah. this dude would be photographing men with um, guns in their hands as they were just getting arrested. He'd be photographing um, gang members while they're picking up a brick. Mm. Filming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go for it. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> you know, bring your gun. Bring your knives. Go for it. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna get this and I'm gonna capture it. Because, yeah. I mean, how do you, you know what I'm saying? You can't get that yeah. by just walking around where it's too soft and it's too easy. And I don't folks know. don't have grit. They don't it, have grit. It, it doesn't, but I, I, I'm, we're also, like I said, we've been talking about the Gordon Park type thing along, me and Jamal, a long time. We yeah. don't know if it's, 
it might just be a nostalgia. It might be if I shoot anything right now, yeah. I just walk the street, just shoot the whole street. Yeah. If I show people, if I wait 30 years and then show people the same street, yeah. they'll be like, oh my god, it's Gordon Park style. Purely because it's a era you're it's old. Yeah. I don't think so, man. No? I'm sorry. No, I'm I'm big on the it's you a have character. no character to yeah? anybody. Yeah, hmm. I'm big on that because you can see it in a person's face. Yeah, it doesn't always have to be, you know. No, you but just, you can read it. Yeah, you, you can, can see it. Yeah, yeah, you see it. And I'm, yeah. I'm saying that to you, like that woman standing there in that dress and that picture that we just saw. Yeah. You know yeah. that she's not having it. No. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. You can see the sign above her head. She's yeah. got her kid. She's got to explain all this nonsense. Yeah. It's um, come on, leave it yeah. with that. Yeah. It has to build you up. So I think. And the short of it is, I think for you and your friend, there's nothing for you to capture in the everyday experience unless you go where there's an everyday experience that is hard. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. Or you take a person who comes out of an everyday experience that was hard, yeah. then and there you go. But then I'm going to sit with my friend and talk about this. Okay. He, he lives in the night, so okay. <laughs> and I'm going to come to the night. I don't know, it's just a thought. Yeah, you know what I'm, saying? I'm going to invite my friend and we'll have, we'll have, we'll have this discussion around the table. <laughs> okay. Right. He's a cool guy, though. Jamal, he's like 23 years old, 24, still young. That's cool. Yeah, he's That's a really cool, cool guy. I'm going to check out his work. I'm going to check out his work. So um, now what you're doing to pay your bills is, is beautiful dresses. Dresses, like that. Concepts, some stuff that looks yeah, like, like the cover of a Vogue magazine yeah, yeah. recently, right? Yeah, and I do the same with pregnancies, I do the same with family type shoots, I do the same okay. with, yeah. And what and, your favorite type of work is the Gordon Parksy type stuff that you're not sharing, or what, the, what is your favorite kind of work that you do and get paid for? I don't think I have a favorite. I think okay. the, the, the act of creating is something I enjoy very much, and it doesn't really matter what the hell I'm creating it with, or who, or yeah. for whom. Yeah. I think just the act of creating is a, is, is a very joyful experience, at least for me, and that's what I like about it and, and what I love doing and why I keep doing it. Yeah. It's not a, I like this or I like that more or I like this more. No, I just enjoy creating. And if the jobs don't fill my time, yeah. I mean, if I'm, if I'm free on Monday, I'm out doing documentary shit. Right. If I got to work on Tuesday and shoot some dresses, I'll shoot that. I'll be as happy yeah, both days yeah. doing it, yeah. For sure. As long as I'm out creating. Or, yeah doing something yeah. so in, in terms of um, these are like the my final questions that I would say for people who want to get into photography and, and I know we just talked about you don't let the fact that you are considered this black photographer you, you don't give a shit that's not who you are no. but you know that if you are say in the states for example that's everything's about that it's very yeah. binary yeah. and I know that a lot of people in the states are going to listen to this podcast yeah. they're going to read the article yeah. and they're going to be like that's super cool and he's got that freedom mm. to be himself and he doesn't give a shit mm. but what do you say to people who don't feel like they have that freedom and they're not they're not free of it you see what I'm saying yeah because of the context I, I, th I think you're always you it's, it's your own mind that is holding you back it's, it's not the it's, it's not it's not that you don't have that freedom you have that freedom I hear excuses after excuse every day I mean I've been doing this full time for almost 10 years now mm. which and I've seen the photography business I mean I quit when there was the economic crisis when all those banks in America started going to hell that's yeah. about the time I said okay five years are up <laughs> yeah are we gonna still gonna do it because the world is going to shit yeah I think right now could be the right perfect time yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to get the fuck out of the system <laughs> and do whatever the fuck we want right 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 so that's about the time we came out of the system and I've been hearing people give me so many excuses yeah. on how they can do this or can do that or how they're not creative enough or how they're blacker than me that's why they can't or how they're you know mm -hmm. i've heard excuse after excuse while it's just an excuse it's, it's holding yourself back 
from actually going out and doing it. I've heard, I mean, when, when I first did my workshop, I did my first workshop a year after I bought my first camera. So let's say I was 24 or 25, and people started asking me, hey, I, I see you do cool shit. They're, they're, I mean, YouTube, I mean, YouTube didn't really exist back. It wasn't that big as now. Right. So he said, if you don't have that, would you like to teach us how you do what you do? And I was like, fine. Um, I could have let that hold me back. Like, oh my God, I know how to teach. I'm not a good photographer. Why would they? Right. Or I could just go out and teach what I know and tell them I'm going to give you what I know. I'm not the best. I just gather my information from everywhere and I'll try to get you where you are. And that's what I did. And in that, already you start hearing people, yeah, but I'm not like that. Yeah, but I'm not. But this, right. I don't know. It's, it's the yes, but mentality. Yeah, exactly. And you should, that's what I eradicated. I mean, there's no yes, but. There wasn't a... Richard, do you want to teach this? I'm like, fuck yes, yes. I'm going to find the location, I'm going to find, we're going to fucking teach this shit. Yes. I was shitting my pants the whole way through. I, I mean, I, I called every photography business in the Netherlands, I called them and I asked them for a flyer. I said, you know what, this is my first workshop, yeah. I want the people to come to leave with something in their hand. I want to give them like a little goodie bag with like maybe some flyers, maybe a pen, I don't, yeah. I was 25, I don't know what the fuck how you, I, was right. like, I just want to give them something. Right. So I called every business in this country and all of them said, we're gonna to talk to sales, we gotta to talk to the manager. I have never heard anything back from none of those things. And all I asked for was a flyer. I didn't ask for free shit. Right. Emailed one American guy uh, who, who creates little flash objects for like 50 euros. Yeah. So I emailed him and said, I'm gonna teach you a workshop. He said, you know what, I'm gonna send you a box with like a thousand euros worth of all those things. You just give them to the people, put them in your goodie bag. I'm like, super cool. So that's the American mentality. Yeah. Back then, you sent me a box and every other Dutch business here said no. Fast forward 10 years later, all those people that said no to me yeah. all want to work with me now. Right. I've been teaching workshops for them, I've been demoing them, all of them been calling me now, yo, Richard, Richard. What I felt back then, the no wasn't a no because I was bad, wasn't a no because I was black, wasn't a no they gave me because whatever. It was just a no, I'm not there yet, but wait, at some point, you can't come around me anymore. At some point, I'll be so big yeah. that you'll have to fucking email me to come and work with you because there's nothing else, nobody else in the country. Yeah. So for myself, yeah. I started growing, I started fighting, I started, okay, I'm gonna get bigger, I'm gonna get bigger, I'm gonna get bigger, and now, 10 yeah. years later, all these businesses are calling me. And, and every time one of those businesses call me, mm. I send them that fucking email I sent them six years ago. Remember you fucking said six years ago when I asked you to fucking help me out? Here's the email. There you go. That's what you said. Good luck. I'll see you next week. Really? Yeah, I sent all of them that same fucking email I sent them six, seven, eight years ago to help me out with a fucking flyer. <laughs> and that's how I know that businesses now are slowly getting more the American vibe. Now they're like, oh, here's flyers. Oh, here's like goodies. Oh, here's like... Right. They're slowly getting into that vibe because I'm... I'm slashing the shit out of everybody that fucked me up in the past. Wow. <laughs> I like it. So um, you, you do, um, you, you sort of have this idea that we talked about. It's a return on investment mentality. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. just be, if a person doesn't have vision yeah. and they're not an early adopter, yeah. come back 10 years later, yeah. what? Yeah. What, do, what can I do you, for you? You're like, late. What? You're yeah. fucking late, man. Yeah. yeah. Right? You yeah. didn't see it? Yeah. Like, you don't, you don't you see the problem. You could have gotten on the bandwagon. Exactly. Yeah. You can't figure this shit yeah. out. How exactly. hard is this? Exactly. That's a lack of vision, yeah. I would say. Yeah. And I see that a lot of people have that. It's, it's yeah. very, so, if you're coming into the industry and, and, and you think you're having troubles or you think you get a lot of no's or yeah. you get a lot of, yeah. you know, people pushing back or giving you smack about it. Yeah. Forget all of them, do your thing, figure out why you're doing this, figure out why you started this, figure yes. out what makes you happy by doing this, and keep doing it. Do it for free, do it for cheap, do it for, yes. you know, live in a smaller house. Yes. At some point, you'll grow, 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 grow. Right. And then all those people that said no, they can't come around you anymore, and they'll all invite you and, and, and bring you in and ask you for your help.
Exactly. Yeah, and that's the so. same thing I had in my mind all the time, every time. Every time I got a no, it's okay, just chew it. I'll give it five minutes. Exactly. <laughs> just exactly. Chew it. You, can, you can feel it too. Yeah. You can you can sort of tell a lot about a person or or well a business but a business is a person. You yeah. can tell a lot about a person by the way they treat you when they think you can't do anything for them. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. That's who that's yeah. who you really are, bro. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Thank you for telling me. Yeah. And that's why I sent them. That's why I sent all of them the email. Yeah. <laughs> they sent me going like, "Remember this? I didn't forget though. Exactly. <laughs> I remember you saying no <laughs> very harshly." <laughs> oh, and I remember the same thing. I was thinking like, "Just you wait. Exactly. I got time. I'll be here in ten years. I'll be here in twenty years." Yeah, because you believe in, your, in yeah. yourself. I know this is what I like doing, and I know I'm going to keep doing it. Exactly. Until I don't like it anymore, but I don't see that happening very soon. Yeah. I think it's brilliant. I think it's brilliant. So yeah. you do take revenge, though. Yeah. On being brilliant. Yeah. I, I, I love. It. I love fucking people. Up. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> I love it. What comes next for you? What are your next projects if you could share? Um, it's hard to say because I'm still. Mm, I'm not a photographer. I never really was a photographer. You're not a photographer? No, I don't think so. What are you? I have no idea. I don't think I can be defined in what I am. In, in I don't know, in one sentence or one... You can, I don't think anybody can do that. You're, you're, you are more than one thing. And right now the trouble I'm having it is... Um, how do you split these 50 things? How do you split the 50 things into into what? Not into something. Right now, I can't make a website mm -hmm. and say I'm a carpenter, I'm a photographer, I'm a DJ, and I'm a makeup artist. Right. Because people will go like, so what the fuck are you? Either you're bad at all of them, yeah. <laughs> or you're really good at one of them. Yeah. <laughs> but you can be all of them. <laughs> but you can yeah. be. That's what people say. But you can. You yeah. can be all of them. Yeah. And you can be good at all of them. You can be very good at all of them. And I'm yeah. good at everything that I do. I've, yeah. Everything I've done, I've pushed to the fullest, to the extent yeah. of my ability to be the best at it right. that I can be. Right. And that's I have with everything that I do. So that's the problem I'm in right now. I'm 50 different things. Yeah. But I'm only promoting one very small <laughs> yeah. part of it yeah. and it's hard also from it's also hard in my mind to figure out okay right now I'm organizing two festivals okay two photography festivals so I'm busy organizing helping to get the festival sponsors yeah. helping them with their marketing which makes me a marketing agent which makes yeah. me a festival organizer yeah um, I find the photographers to speak at the festivals I arrange food trucks for to stand there at the festivals I want the festival to have this kind of experience I'm bringing the Americans are you doing this by yourself? How are you doing this? I'm doing exactly. it with other people's money, but yeah, people ask me. So they, they've organized the festival, it sucked the first year, mm. then they call me. Mm. So right, hey, look, we have this festival, it sucks. Would you like to help us with yeah. our brand, with our money to help figure it out? Like, yeah. Okay, yes, you need five food trucks. I can put it on my Facebook, see if I can find a few. Oh, here you go, here are your food trucks. Yeah. Um, you need photographers, let me see. Here, I got ten photographers, here you go, here are your photographers. So I'm kind of yeah. guiding them into getting it set up and yeah. it's going very well so last year I did three festivals they were all very well visited they all broke records that they previously didn't have so that's good so that's a part of it which I'm doing um, I'm thinking about um, Almira I've been living there now for 15 years yeah and doesn't say I'm gonna stay there for the rest of my life but I do wanna not close this chapter but mm. document this chapter I've been photographing Almira for 15 years because yeah. I've, I've had a photo from, from my mom ever since I moved. Yeah. I want to put Almira in like a book 
Okay. Maybe. Yeah. I'll mirror my generation. Right. Like I said, my generation goes smoke weed. I got pictures of us smoking weed on the streets. Yeah. And if that same person right now is like the director of, yeah. you know, culture or economy culture. Yeah. So I have the whole storyline of that director from yeah. us hanging in the streets yeah. all the way to where she is now in the sitting in the chair and being the director of culture. Yeah. So I want. It's a good story. Yeah, and she's not the only one. We're like 50, 60 of us. Yeah. So all these little stories of my friends in Almera in this time of age, my generation. Yeah. I want to put it in some kind of book, document, whatever. I don't know what the hell I want to do. Nice. But that's, that's one of that's another idea. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying. another thing I'm toying with. Another thing I'm I'm talking to people to. I'm, I'm talking to you know the, the girls like hey I photographed you you know 15 years ago in the street. Yeah. Would it be a possibility you know to tell the whole story all the way from the gutter to yeah. where we are now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, that takes a lot of time. So I'm busy organizing the festivals, busy thinking about Almira and how I'm going to finish that chapter or bind sure. that chapter or, yeah. you know, put that thing. And I'm doing the same thing for Curacao. I'm not doing it yet, but I still have in my mind, like, I've been in Curacao for 17 years as well. I'm almost right. been 17 years in, in the Netherlands. Yeah. So I'm pretty much now almost going to a 50-50 point. Yeah. I want both chapters. I want to leave something behind. I understand. I want to give Almira a book. Yeah. This was your your this was Almira from 2001 to 2018. Yeah. Put it in a Bible. Put it in a museum. Put it somewhere that, that in 50 really years beautiful. somebody can find it. Yeah, in time they can, Yeah, exactly. They can see how this country or this city evolved. And I want to do the same with Curacao. So find the people back then. Find people that came to Holland, went yeah. back. Yeah. Find people that are now you know running the, the the island. I mean, a lot of my friends also went back and they're now running the island the same way as Almira. Right. So I want to do that as well. So that's thinking about that. And this is all besides, uh, besides the finding money, paying my rent, yes. I mean, you know, finding clients, getting yes. getting that shit done. Um, what else am I working on? So many things. Uh, photography projects, interesting photography projects I, I want to work out that have small elements of. I still want to do something bigger. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much. There's a lot of yeah, like I said, there's a lot of small things that don't really tie together that aren't really photography related but more right. different that I also like I mean I love organizing a festival I love talking to food trucks and getting them yeah. interested into I love coming to a festival and like holy shit we organized this and we got like 5,000 people in here how the hell did that happen how did we yeah. manage getting this together so it's, it's things like that that I love and I'm trying to also figure out how to bind it all together under Richard Tabor I mean I can't put on my website I've done People won't believe you, or they believe you, or you, or you were yeah. shitty at every, every, every exactly. job, exactly. or they won't believe you that no way that you've done all this shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've done a shit lot of shit. <laughs> it goes back to what I said before. You might, I think you might be a fucking genius. Yeah. But I mean that in, yeah. in the basic sense of yeah. a person who's, you know, just a creative. And I hate to use that word because yeah. it seems like all the words are I'm overused. <laughs> right? like, all the words are overused. Right? Doesn't it? Like you want to slap people when they say I'm a creative. Yeah, exactly. It's, you, I don't know. Yeah. I think for you it's better just to do it I'm, yeah. I'm Richard I think you answered your question you're Richard yeah and you just do shit yeah so, <laughs> that doesn't really pay my bills that doesn't really pay my that keeps me broke and poor no until no. I die no 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 it does I mean organizing the festival they're, they're paying you for it no right? they're not they're not paying you for no, it no, no, no. why would they not pay you for it um, what's up with that they got wait a second excuse me just out of curiosity, I don't care who it is, doesn't matter. Yeah. So they give you their money, and they say, hey, Richard, go out there and, and make this happen for us. And you do that, and, they, you, and you deliver. So you know they have money. No, they don't. Um, <laughs> okay, I, I, they don't I, have money. Um, and it's really hard for me to buy that when it's a big company. Is it a big yeah, company? No, it's not. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, 
try to explain to them. Um, you don't have to say their name. I just no, no. It doesn't matter who it is. It's photo flip, but it doesn't really matter who it is. It is more like um. So let's say the, 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 this company wants to organize a festival. Mm. Food trucks come for free because they make their money from the people that are coming. Right. Um, the photographers that teach workshops, they do that for free because the people that are standing in front of them, they can pull them into their own personal workshops where they pay 200 euros. Yeah. So I organize shit with zero money, that's why they have me probably. Yeah. I know how to get 5,000 people into a room, make it interesting, have it filled, have food trucks, have everything you want yeah. with 0.0 money. Yeah. Which means also I get paid 0.0 money. But that's not good it's for not, you. No shit. <laughs> That's not good for you. That's outside of your your business model. Yeah. You know, using your time and so I'm, I'm, how do you I'm, justify that to yourself? Because that can't feel good. Mm. Now, what, what do you, you know no, what because no, I, I just I don't justify. What I justify is it's something that I haven't learned for. I don't know if I'm good at it. So right now I'm teaching myself a new craft. Okay, so that's what, I'm looking for that. I'm looking yeah. for uh, you're getting paid something. Is what yeah, I'm, I'm getting paid in experience. Now there I can say go. I have organized five, uh, five festivals. Go. That's what I'm talking about. So something. whichever big company of Heineken now calls me and says, hey, yeah. we got a million dollars, can you do a festival? I can go, yes, I can yeah. do this. I've done it so many, but they're never going to call me for that because they only see the pictures, I think. So the thing is, uh, when you're doing this festival that you're doing now, is, is it the, the second time you've done it or the very first time? This is my second time. Your second time. At least for, for one festival, it's the second time. For another festival, it's the third time. For okay. another one, it's the first one. Always photography? Uh, photography related, yeah. Not always photography, but photography related. And they're successful. Yep. Right now I'm and working on. And you could on document that, like you could you could show them stats. Like if Heineken comes up and says, yeah. "Hey, what can you do?" You got yeah. stats. Yeah. So I think that's probably the next step for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. To come up. I, I, but I don't know. Offline, just... offline. I'm gonna tell you right now. Yeah. This person, this young lady that I have her photographs. I'm telling you, I need her to come to Amsterdam. Shit is so good. I will show it to you. Yeah. You will be the judge because maybe that's a way for you to get paid. Yeah. You know, doing the the organization because I don't know all these things. Yeah. I don't know where to get her pictures. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah. I, who knows? I could easily do that, but the people that want you don't have money to pay. We need to find money somewhere else. Heineken. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Somebody needs to sponsor that. Yeah. For example. And. Then you come to sponsoring in this country is not. <laughs> is it is it hard? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> explain hard. to me what that's like. Because mm. you they're know not, they have money, man. So why is it hard? Yeah, they're not used to. A lot of people aren't used to just. The Dutch aren't used to giving money. Period. They're very mm. cheap. Mm. That that's for one. I mean, the Dutch the Dutch are known to be cheap. And so you really have to convince them that investing the money is going to be interesting for them in the long term, which they don't really see right now yet. I think. I think there, there is the biggest problem. I haven't had... The only reason why I said the festival, that thing works, is because I tell the food trucks, you're going to make money of the 5,000 people coming. Right. I'm going to tell the photographers, you're going to make money of the 5,000 people coming. So you're making money of the people coming. There's no right. sponsor giving us money. Right. We're making money while the people are yeah. there. And if you don't make money, it's your fault. Because right. you failed to convince 5,000 people to right. give you money. money. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I tell all these people. that Everything I organize, yeah. it's not... I'm not gonna. There's no sponsoring that's given money. It's it's all on you. Yeah. Right now to convince all these people. I'm, I can only put people in a room. Yeah. And it's up to you to convince them to give you money. So that's what I do. I can put people in a room. Yeah. But I can't convince. I can't. You know. Yeah. Make you convince them to give you money. And the same for sponsoring. I can't convince a company to give another company money. Yeah. I can put them in a room with you. Right. I can't convince them to give you money. Right. 
exactly. and that's what I that's my thing people trust me and the brand yeah because I go to a company and say hey, you need to be at this festival really it's gonna be good yeah they'll do it yeah trusting me and then delivering that's, yeah yeah I think that's a very valuable asset though yeah being but a, yeah you know it's a mean? non-paid asset in this country yeah. I think that's kind of fucked up though. Yeah. It is. Mm. And that's what you were talking about at the top of the conversation, yeah. where you're, you're a little bit over that. Yeah. Do you, do you have an idea what your next move might be? No, not yet. No, just open. Yeah. But you are thinking. Yeah. It's a, I mean, I still have the same girlfriend for 16 years now, and yeah. I need to cut that off, too. I think. It's not working. <laughs> is this real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should I stop this now? No, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you can stop it. I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to stop it now. Richard, thank you very much for talking to Maker Magazine. <laughs> I enjoyed it very, but the view is amazing. I'm sorry you can't see the view. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll cut that part out. We'll stop. <laughs> Give me something good that I can finish with, and then we'll talk. Give offline. me something good that I can finish with. Anything that you want. I don't like asking canned questions. You know, canned questions. I'm not into it. Yeah. But I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this off with something nice that I can edit over the top of what you just said. <laughs> Fuck this girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, like what? Let me see. Um, anything. Right now we're we're busy creating a, a, a kind of a TED talk. Mm-hmm. There is, it's called TAP. T-A-P. It's called talk, Talks About Photography. Okay. So Talks About Photography. It's um, 15 minutes. You get 15 minutes to present something, to say something, and it needs to be business orientated, it needs to be a little bit photography oriented, but mostly business orientated, and applicable to photography business, because only photographers are going to come into the room, mm-hmm. and then you got to present. And okay. I'm busy planning and organizing that right now with a friend of mine, I'm, I'm going to have my own block, so we got 15 people, and I got a block of five people that I get to pick and choose and introduce, and, and I'm busy going through all of those people and hearing their stories, and it's very interesting to see how everybody struggles with the same thing mm, and okay. we're all actually figuring out how to get out of the struggle the same way so it's good to know that when you're struggling we all are struggling there's all, we're all fighting in our own mind to get out but the only way to really get out is to find other people that are in the same field as you are in the same mindset as you and yeah. then you kind of get out of it together Right. And I think that's very, in a creative business, with any creative business, it's a, it's a thing. We creatives tend to lock ourselves up in our room, in our yes. attic, in our thing, and paint for the rest of our lives. But we yes. forget there's an outside world with people who are struggling the same way, having the same mindset, thinking about the same things. And it's sometimes good to just go out and meet them and sit with them and organize things with them. And you'll notice that things go way easier when you yes. be out more with that. Yes. That's a beautiful way to end. Now, thank you for talking to Maker Magazine. Sure thing. And we wish you lots of luck. How can people find you on social media? Uh, on every social media, just type in Richard Terborg on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Doesn't matter. Five on the pics, Flickr. I'll be there. Okay, perfect. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm on another level. This fire that I spit got me wrestling the devil.